Oh, let's get straight to it. Hard selling. Now, mm. Mr. Shepherd, what is hard selling? What, why do you think people talk about mm. this phrase of hard selling? Where does it come from? Mm. Mate, fascinating. I guess first and foremost, my experience in the fitness industry is what I find that generally speaking, and I'm generalizing here, that many fitness professionals, PTs, have just got this aversion to the word sales, mm. got this aversion to the concept of selling, not really sure how to do it. And consequently, I think, in my opinion, that can extend into going, oh, I'm not a fan of this whole selling thing and therefore hard selling. Yeah, and look, I was only I was speaking to a few people last week mm. and when the topic comes up for selling, uh, I go, well, what's your sales process? I hear a couple of things. One, we don't really have one. Uh, or, uh, look, we don't really like to hard sell people. My response to that is always when someone says they don't like hard selling or they don't like selling in general, I say, well, what makes you say that? What, what does that actually mean? Because mm. I'm more fascinated by their response. Mm. So yep. I, what, I'm, what I'm meaning by that is, is it uh, the fact that they're worried about getting rejected, about asking for the sale? Uh, have they had a bad experience with salespeople themselves and they don't want to fit into that category going mm. oh, i don't want to be known as going oh well brad is a pushy bastard he just tries a, a guilt or push into the sale mm. forces you into it uh or is it some other factor that is just holding themselves back so they use the word hard selling yes yeah and uh, look if we if we delve into this concept of hard selling and, and trust me from 25 years of, of being in the fitness mm. industry 20 years running a personal training business, now 12 years of coaching and educating others, I can tell you for a fact I've, I've seen elements of what I would refer to as hard selling. And so back to the, the, the core nature of it, I've heard stories of people that can use manipulative terminology, can use words or language, can do manipulative tricks. And when I think of that, I think of this kind of very archaic you know, 1980s sort of mm. selling process where it's what we'll do is we'll, we'll use any words or language that'll try and trick you or try and get you to take the next step. But when I say that, well, I hear it in this day and age, I even hear stories of people that are looking to embark on getting some help or some assistance from, from a coach or a mentor and that person is just at, at that point and, and not really sure if they are ready to take action, maybe they haven't seen value in it yet. And words are the effect of... Um, well, you, the fact that you're not prepared to put down your credit card for X amount of dollars today shows me that you do not want this, you know, mm. um, and trying to guilt these people into it. Yeah. So I guess that's when, when I think of hard selling, that's the type of stuff that I, it, that I think of and I actually hear this stuff happening on a daily basis still at the moment. Yeah, and so when I hear that, all those things, I don't, I don't think about selling. Mm. I think about manipulation. <laughs> I, I think about trying to guilt people into it. I think people are being aggressive or pushy and mm. they don't really have a true desire to help that other person get what they need. Mm. And it's, like you said, archaic. It's it's very old school. And mm. look, some of that stuff, depending on culturally where you're from in America, maybe that's that's different. Like people go, I want, I want you to have that energy and drive me and push me into this thing because sure. I know I won't. In the UK, it might not work. In, in Australia, it definitely won't work uh, as well. I mean, maybe on a certain percent of population. So I don't think hard selling fits that. I just think you're being manipulative. You know mm. what you're doing. Mm. And if your priority is to do that over helping somebody and taking a bit more time and patience and providing a solution, then 
you know, I guess you could be labeled as that person's a hard seller. Yes, yeah. So if we go back to the core of it, then we go, all right, well, this this concept of it, why would people, you know, get do all the work in terms of acquiring mm. a potential lead or a prospect or getting someone to enter your gym or your facility or get them to come and have an introductory session with you or whatever that might be, mm. and then for whatever reason get to the point of going through some sort of conversion process and start to shy away from it? Like, you want to shed some light on that? Yeah, it's 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 fascinating because I had the I had my gym and when I opened the gym with a mate of mine back in my mid twenties, you're exactly right. Uh, people would walk into the gym, which I'm sure swimming for a lot of people is a big deal, right? Yeah, they're, uh, very overweight or they're massive, out of shape. Massive. Yeah, big commitment for them to get the courage to do that. They walk up to my counter and they say, "What they what they the only thing they know what to say and that is, well, how much do you charge?" Yep. Uh, and back then, I'd go, well, I didn't know what else to say in return to that. Yeah, so well, you, you'd, you'd had these beautifully, nicely oh. printed up little yeah. um, A5 flyers, you know. That's and, all you uh, needed. Yeah, the prices on there, didn't you? That's you all you needed. Hand them Here you go. And then I'd go, there you go, exactly that. Here's the, here's the uh, flyers with all the price on it, and they would look at me with a blank look, and I'd look at them with a blank look, and uh, <laughs> they'd both stand there and go, okay, uh, well, yeah, thanks for that, and they would walk down the stairs and never be seen again. So I was magically hoping that the flyer would do all the selling for me. Well, that person was committed enough and serious enough just to go, well, here's my credit card. Um, <laughs> where do I sign? And that was probably one out of one out of ten people that would do that. So... Yes. I didn't know what else to say. They didn't know what else to ask. So that was that can be one part of yeah. it. And uh, not that I want to drag you through this pain, but <laughs> again, but I'm you know you, you've I've heard this story before, and, mm. and as you say very eloquently, is that people had to walk up the stairs to get to your uh, gym, right? And that was like we said, it's a massive deal. How many times has somebody thought about this? You know, yeah. how many times have they explored the idea of joining a gym, getting a trainer, getting some help to to get the courage to walk up those stairs? How intimidating yeah. is that to to walk into this? Big area with, with mirrors and scantily clad individuals. That was, and that was just me. <laughs> to meet this person who hands in the flyer and then for you to, you know, like you said, to, to wave them back down the stairs and I guess yeah. you, you you can now, you know, add up you know, very roughly how many dollars you wave down those oh, stairs. Crazy. And I, I remember yeah. for some reason when you were talking, I, when you were saying that, the courage, I remember one particular guy said that he'd been driving past our facility for about a month before he actually got the, the courage to, to come on in. Yes. Uh, and that was an example of him not signing up for this particular reason. So mm. it was a lot. The other part was that I was severely letting these people down because of not really knowing how to take the conversation where it needed to be, mm. uh, avoiding it, feeling uncomfortable about it. And so there's there's a part of technical training, so technically knowing how to deal with a prospect and an inquiry and that technical part, which is definitely important. Yep. And you need to know what to say, how to say it, what questions to ask. Mm. You need to have that, that technical ability. Uh, however, all that will get washed away because mm. you can have the best sales trainer in the world come in and train you what to say, here's the process, here's the scripting. But that'll all go out the window if, uh, you know, deep down you have some limiting beliefs around money, for one. Uh, Absolutely. If, if asking for what you want wasn't a great experience as a kid so you know we're getting a bit into the psychology now which is you know heavily at my background for a lot of years and it was when I started to learn some of these things about myself that turned this whole situation around because if it was just about the knowledge mm. and if it was just about the technical part of how to do anything we'd all be sweet you go here's the book read it and unfortunately, there's a very small percentage of people that can grab that information and have that ability to implement it. Mm. There's a big percentage of the population, people who are more introverted, 
uh, people that uh, don't fit in that category, they just won't do it. So we've got to start to understand that what's our beliefs around asking for what we want. Yes. Uh, the fear of potentially getting rejected when you do ask that question. Uh, and then also if we've got shame and guilt around money, which, you know, mostly when I ask this question at seminars, stick your hand up if you've ever heard this growing up as a kid. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yep. There's about 99.9% of the room's hands go up. So no, is it no wonder then if you're in business and we link it back to sales yep. that, number one, people don't even do sales training to start mm. with. Mm. They avoid it because they're running this story. I don't like selling. I don't mm. want to hard sell. I'm not yep. in it for the money. All these limiting beliefs that are going to stop you anyway making better decisions, better actions. Uh, so unless we get that part sorted... Yep. 100% and, and such, like you indicated, such a taboo topic to speak of money because for the majority of people, they're more comfortable talking about their sex life mm. than they are talking about money, finance, in this country. having that yeah. sort of discussion. And so w that part we find fascinating. And we're here to tell you that if you, if you, if you do classify yourself as an introvert or if you, you classify yourself as somebody who doesn't feel like they've got, quote unquote, the gift of the gab or you don't feel like you're, you're that type of person who you know, is, is great in this area. We're here to tell you that there, there are solutions available to you because, again, what it does come back to is, first of all, addressing what was just spoken mm -hmm. of, addressing the and understanding the part which might trap you or block mm -hmm. you from having some success or getting some good results in this area. And then, of course, learning some strategies on what to implement or how to do it effectively. Because if you, if you are walking around saying what we would call a belief or a mantra, so when people speak, they're actually telling you their internal beliefs, right? Yes, yes. So they're, they're expressing to you their deep down beliefs. So they walk around saying, I don't like to hard sell people. Mm. You and I might go, well, yeah, don't do that. Yes. Because <laughs> we don't subscribe to it either. Yeah. But provide a solution. And if you take pride in what you do and you want to help people, yeah. well, there's going to need to be that conversation. If you don't, well, you're just hoping this person says... Yeah. You're amazing, Jason. Can I just give you my details and sign up? Mm. Even though you haven't told me anything about how you're going to help me yeah. and what you can do for me and what your service actually is and where do I take some form of action to get started, Absolutely. let me just give you all my details and, and I'll sign myself up. Yeah, let's get sorted. And It's I, not going to happen. And I, I believe that there's a, a certain percentage of people who just they actually want people to want them. It's almost like I'm running my business yeah. and this does not extend to the fitness industry. Every type of business owner can uh, can learn from this. It's like going, many people that we speak to, it's almost like you want people to be knocking on your door and it's almost like this aversion to have to try and speak to somebody about it because in a way I feel like I've got to try and convince them. I want people rocking up to my doorstep yeah. going, uh, please sign me up. Now that's a great thing and obviously we're, we're delving into how good your messaging and your marketing is but at the end of the day there, there's, there's no doubt about it there are going to be people out there who do need to understand more about what you do you're going to need to educate them better on how you can provide an eff effective solution for them moving forward so we if we hit the pause button now and just look at what we've discussed so far mm. number one is that as we said it, it for most businesses the hardest part is to actually get someone to make an inquiry yes yes to reach out walk into your facility send you an sms mm. send you a uh, you know a form on via your website all that stuff. So that's one of the hardest parts. And there's all this stuff about how to get leads and, you know, how to use Facebook. But if you if you don't have this back end part sorted, you're just making life harder for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so when uh, we've worked with numerous people over the years, over since 2008, and one just recently mm -hmm. uh, over in Perth and Australia here, 
21 day trials, but he, he deals in a beginners only fitness, and it's uh, he's been an outstanding uh, you know representation of client of when you put this in place, what happens. Mm. 21 day trials, and I go, why are you doing 21 day trials? Is that what you want to be known for? And he said, no. And I said, but don't you help people that are new to fitness? They're having a long layoff in fitness, or they've got a lot of weight to lose. Yeah, he goes, yeah. And as you said, firstly, messaging was all incorrect. Uh, and but then we fixed that up. Now he stops the 21-day trials because he said to me, I've got someone who came in the day, they're 160 kilos. They don't need to wait 21 days to make a decision if we can help them. Mm-hmm. That decision gets done now. And so since he's got rid of that, it's the same thing. He goes, I'm, I was letting them decide after 21 days if they were going to continue or not. Yeah, if it was the right fit, you know, and, and life gets in the way of them. They're having... Fears, doubts, concerns, and you know, for any of you who are who are running this, you probably know. For many clients, that first week, two weeks, three weeks, a month could be could be just sorting themselves out, teething yeah. issues, you know, getting spatially aware with exercise, all that sort of stuff. So, really, we've got to think above and beyond that. Yeah, and if you think about, it, if you go to a doctor and a doctor tells you, yeah, "This is what's wrong," uh, the doctor's going to prescribe you a solution to get better, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to go well. Uh, there you go. Uh, what would you like to do? <laughs> oh, I think I'll give it another six months before I get the treatment. You know, it's, he's going to go, look, this is the solution. So the reality is if you know who you want to help, you know that you take great pride in what you do. Firstly, it's about changing your thinking about what selling is and what yep. you actually do. If you just think hard sell, hard sell, you, in my opinion, you're running a story mm. that is blocking you from helping people and having the success you want. doesn't mean you won't get there, but it'll be way more challenging than what it could be. And that was my personal experience. Still have people mm. signing up, but man, did I make it tough. The other part, as we talked about earlier, is that you're not really indoctrinating people into your service that well. If you're not doing a good job of selling up front and selling what you do and the solutions and why you're so unique and special, then I'm not I'm not really that surprised when I hear people say they don't have a good retention rate because you've just kind of made the decision on your own to sign up. Yes, There's yeah. There's no real buy-in to what we do or what we're doing, trying to achieve here. Yeah. So let's have a look at a couple of practical examples. So first of all, now at Trainer HQ, you know, every year we have 150-plus clients come through our higher-level coaching programs and so forth. And of those, a good 50% of them are personal trainers who conduct their business underneath the roof of a a commercial gym, a big box gym, some sort of place where they pay a weekly gym rent and they build their business underneath the roof of that facility. Now, inside many of those facilities, they have some sort of introductory trial. Mm. It might be one session, it might be two sessions, it might be three. Typically, that might be free, many versions of it. But commonly what we hear before we start working with people is that somebody comes through and let's say they've got two sessions together, Explain to us what happens would be the common question we might ask them mm. and they'll say, I'll bring them in and day one I'll give them a body assessment I'll take them around the gym and I'll do some exercises. Come back on day two and I might write them a little program to follow and then we might say, okay, what happens when it comes time to explaining about your service? Oh, well, I get to the end of it and uh, you know, I'll just leave a couple of minutes and I'll just sort of let them know that you know, if they wanna, they're interested, I want to take it up. And I go, okay, cool. So... Can you explain to me a bit about how it, how it plays out? Do you present them with some sort of documentation? Do you, do you run some sort of PowerPoint slide or whatever? Oh, not really. I just kind of tell them. And I go, okay, cool. That's, you know, I, I feel in many ways what happens is a strategy like that. We're just letting people down because mm. if we go back to the, the process behind it, these people have voted with their feet. They've, yeah. number one, taken up the gym membership because they want some help. Number two, assuming that the MC salesperson or whatever has done the right job to put that person and 
and put them with the PT for the right reason, explain to them that working out with a PT is going to be of benefit to them to help them accelerate their results and get the goals that they're after, come and experience it. And at the end of it, there's an opportunity for you to continue mm. with that personal trainer. If I was to flip that model on its head, then what we'd say is immediately what you need to do is let that person know that you, number one, run your business underneath the roof of that facility because many mm. clients come through and just think that you're part of the furniture or you're, you're just paid by the gym and that's not the case. Number two, that may even happen in the initial phone call when you reach out, you know, so it's letting them know, hi, I'm Brad and I'm a resident personal trainer. Just to let you know I run my business from the roof of XYZ Gym. My clients come and see me directly. They pay me personally to help accelerate the results that they're after. Is getting training something, personal training something you've explored? We can start that pre-qualification process. And of course, if the conversation's going right, you can let them know that on session one, what you're going to do is you're going to sit them down and run them through the different options. Because we're not leaving it to chance. It's called the hope plan. It's yeah. fingers crossed and wait to the very end, you know, kind of hoping that I'm going to do a good job and they're going to miraculously just say, please, please, can I continue with you? No, let's show them the reasons why they need to do this. Yeah, um, totally agree. The, the I guess where we're going to move to with this now, Brad, mm. is the some solutions to ways of think differently about selling. So if you've been watching this and hearing it, our, our hope and intention is that you started to think differently about it because that's where it all starts. You know, starting to think differently about uh, this, the word selling, uh, remove hard selling altogether. We don't subscribe to that. Provide solutions. Yes. You know, provide opportunities for people. Mm. Uh, make that very clear and, and abundantly clear that is that, you know, you have a way that you can help people with a problem, frustration mm. or desire they have. Now, if you're not clear on that part, well, then that's the next step. You definitely need to be clear on, well, how do you, how do you help someone get the results they're looking for and be able to articulate that? Because, again, if you don't, you're just running the hope plan. Mm. I want to know from point A to point B to point C that, that I have that uh, all connected. So from someone responding to a bit of marketing, from walking into a facility mm. to the initial conversation uh, to finding out everything about them. Because my job and your our job is to go, is to assess can I actually help this person mm. remove the whole thing of even selling at this point? It's like when we sit down with someone and they go, hey, we just want to get on your coach and start. We want to start on one of your programs. We see it. We see all the success stories. We get started. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey hang on. <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> we're, we're, we don't even know anything about you, what your problems, challenge, and what you want to do desire-wise. So I don't know if what we do can even help you at this stage. So remove that part from your mind and just find out. What's their problem? Mm. What's their challenges? Once I hear all the information, I can start to make a decision. You can start to make a decision. Can we help this person? Yes. Yeah. Are they in pain? Mm. Can you move them out of pain because you've got a, the knowledge, the education, track record to do that? Mm. Do they want to run a marathon? Well, do you have expertise in that? You know, we're trying to figure out can we help them then and only then let them know yeah. based on what you've told me. And I, I would view it, my opinion is I'd view it as virtually unethical that someone oh. wouldn't go through that process anyway, you know. So take the time to really understand somebody first. And the Covey principle, which says seek first to understand, then to be understood, is paramount in this situation because you need to really find out what's going on for somebody. Personally, you want to find out what's going on for them physically. You want to see, can, am I the best choice for this person? Do I have a solution for them mm. before I start unpacking any of that? Once I get to that point and it is time to unpack it, that can be the part where some stumbling blocks can come in place mm. because it's almost like, okay, well, is this the point where I'm now be coming across as a little bit pushy if I say X, Y, or Z? 
And so the, the, the language I would put to it and the word I would use would be assertive. And, and it's, it's important for you in this situation to, to be assertive. It's not about being pushy. It's not about me trying to shove something on somebody else. Instead, I become a solution provider and I can understand what's going on for somebody. And then I can make an educated decision as to whether I really think I can help that person. And that may need some level of assertiveness because some mm. of these people may need to just be assisted in this process or in this journey. Yeah, because if, if they if they had that part sorted, they wouldn't be sitting in front of you. They yes. they they would be getting on with it and doing it. So mm. I, I would agree with Brad hundred percent. And then that's where the technical some skill training comes involved, like knowing how to deal with objections and understanding that objections are buying signs. Yes. Uh, understanding that it's someone's way and sometimes fun and in a funny way asking for help mm. without asking for help because they're not sure how to do it. But if you don't have that ability, you don't do that part, then you're also letting yourself down and them down. Mm. So we all admire people who have the ability to give us a gentle push because uh, they know that they've uh, got our best interests at heart. Yes. So if Brad is stumbling on some things, you know, that's when I will ask those questions. You know, what would be life like if you walk here without doing something? But I'm going to set it up by saying, Brad, I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you to know that I've got your best intentions in mind. Yes. And that we're here, I'm assuming you've taken the time to be here. I've been here to explore all avenues and you want a solution. Is that correct? Yes. Mm. All right. Well, then I might ask some questions that, that, that sting a little bit. But I can tell you, it's it's done with compassion. It's done because I care. Mm. And if I don't do it, I'm not I'm no good to you. Yes. So there's ways that you can articulate that. And what I find, introverted or not, uh, introverted plays one part. And if all the people that I have worked with that aren't what you'd say extroverted or they have that ability to beat the chest and just do this, this process works exceptionally well for everybody. Mm. Because of the way it's done with Brad, as Brad said, it's done with um, being authentic, yes. it's done ethically, and it's done with compassion and because you are trying to help people and that's why it works yeah. really well. And we, if we go back to personality types again, if we think of the person who's, who's, who's gone through this process via, via bravado or via ego or whatever and you are potentially promoting or selling to somebody who is a little bit introverted... Once again, it, it, it may not go that great for you. So no. I can tell you from first-hand experience that the, the ability to really uh, connect, to understand and put yourself in a situation where you can also be vulnerable in terms of, mm. you know, not trying to act like you're the one who, who's going to control this conversation, you're the one who's going to steer it in the direction, you're, you're the one who's going to obviously, you know, have the right set of questions to be able to guide the conversation in the right direction. But at the same time, just showing that your level of humanity as well and that you are genuinely there to want to help people. And when we surveyed, you know, for the last 12 years when we asked PTs and trainers and fitness professionals, you know, tell us some of your highest values in terms of why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. And for, for many of them, one of the highest values comes at the fact that I do want to help people. I'm here for a purpose. Mm. My mission is to serve. I've got a I've got a love affair with doing this. I love seeing people get results. And so we want to make sure that that passion, that enthusiasm also marries up to the amount of revenue, income, and more importantly, profit that you're able to generate in your fitness business. And having a real strong internal why you're doing this will help get over some of these other things, the fear of rejection and fear of maybe upsetting somebody and Again, if you know that you're doing it for the right reasons, and again, it's it's we all start we started this convo with 
hard selling and what is it if we yes. just remove that all together because if you identify with that it's it's going to be downhill for you but if you identify with i'm a solution provider i've got this burning desire to help people yes. i know it's going to require sometimes difficult conversations uncomfortable conversations however my intentions are always pure and i want to help uh and i'm going to do everything i can uh the particular client, Steve, over in Perth, who I was talking about, who had the Beginners Only Fitness, his motto now, he goes, I'm not letting anyone walk out the door until I'm absolutely convinced that this is not the right place for them, that mm. I cannot help them. I'm going to... I'm gonna, And he understands. He goes, I am dealing with people who have probably quit on themselves a thousand times. So many times, yeah. And he goes, so I'm not joining in on that with him. And the yeah. language he uses is beautiful. He goes, I'm, I'm going to sit there with them and I'm going to ask them every question. I'm going to hold them there. He goes, I tell them, mm. you're not walking out of here unless we're both, you know, convinced this is not the right place for you. But I am going to be, I'm going to be going for you. You know, I'm going to be making sure that we're the place for you. Yes. Uh, and he does that with compassion because he cares and his track record's amazing because of it. Yeah, and the beauty of this is you, you're the trainer, you're the fitness professional. You know that people are coming to you and, and seeing you as, a, as a, a sign of, let's call it authority or someone that they can look up to or the expert. So therefore, let's, let's also be able to embrace that from the perspective of guiding them in the right direction and showing them exactly what they need and how you can help them. Yeah, and mm. look, there's another scenario, not, you know, this is me relating, you know, to everybody who's ever done any sales and, gone, and had a feeling of, oh, God, and we've been doing fitness expos for I don't know how many years. And yes. I'd say I'm, I'm definitely more, when you talk about introverted, extroverted, I can, I can definitely be both. I can um, I'm definitely extroverted to some degree. But then there's a situation where we go to an expo, you want to know what an expo is, you get a stand, you're there for a few days, mm. and your job is to promote your service, uh, and what normally happens with those stands, unless you've got a, a well-known brand, which people are just going to come in and buy your equipment or sneakers or supplements. Yes, yes. Or you take your clothes off. Well, uh, I do yeah. that. That's yeah. normally, that normally gets rid of the crowd. Uh, <laughs> but then but then for most stands that, that are trying to get their brand known or get business, you know, their really objective is to draw people in. Yes. Uh, but what we used to see is that people would just stay in <laughs> and they would move out, where we were the opposite. We'd be out basically in people, getting in people, front of people going, hey, you're a trainer, you're in the fitness uh, fitness business yeah. and we'd be doing that. And I'm really honest with you, like every year before I'd go, I'd go, oh God, I've got to do this again. But the thing that always got me over the line, uh, and I know that was different for you because yeah. if you see this guy in action, he just loves it because of that big why, I would need to remind myself, all right, Jason, are you serious about your, your branding, your company and helping people? And be yeah. like, yes. I am, and that's what would get me to do the things that necessarily, like if you said, do you want to go and spend three days in Expo speaking to a 1,000 people, uh, see if you can help them, mm. convince them of that, that my uh, initial emotional response would be like, no, I would probably rather do anything else. Yes. However, I also knew that it was a really good thing for us to do. Mm. And so I could always get myself to do it, and not only that, enjoy it, and that's back to that personality profiling. If we only do the things we enjoy mm. because they, they come easy to us, then we're not going to be as successful as we desire to be. So the ability to get yourself to do an area of your business, that you go, yeah, mm. habitually it doesn't feel like it's something that I really enjoy or comfortable with. Over time you will. You, you'll get to love it and like it as you change. So we're not saying, hey, watch this particular podcast and boom everything's going to change for you but mm. it, it will change once you change your thinking around it so i wanted to share that because then you know i really grow grew to love all the expos and do it uh go and meet people you know stop people in their tracks yeah and embrace it because i go you know why i'm doing this is because i want to help people and the amount of people that we have helped oh. and changed their life from 
been at those events. It, yeah. Like when we look back and go, we met that person, that person who's with us four, five, six years later, yes. done everything that we ever do in terms yeah. of events and yeah. coaching. Well, I go, am I sure glad that I was able to stop and get in front of that person and get over my own shit yes, yeah. that was holding me back so I could actually help these people? It's, it, that is what's on the other side of getting out of your own way yeah. and having a different experience in your business and life. It's way bigger than just this whole thing of selling. It's yeah. way bigger. It's who you become. In the process of transforming out of that current limiting state, that's yeah. going to be with you forever. And uh, and further to that story, the at the Perth Expo is actually where we met Steve yeah. Thompson, who's uh, Feel Good Fitness, and you just be making mention of him. He was there he, with his beautiful wife Haley, three kids, I believe, mm-hmm. pushing the pram. It would have been easy to, to uh, look. These people look busy. They're, they're they're trying to pull back kids and all the rest of it. Would have been potentially easy to sort of let them go. But yep. instead, you took that initiative to have that convo, and you know, three, four years later, this guy's you know still working with us, still kicking goals on this program, and still changing people's lives in a massive way. So, it's a great example. Plus, for anybody in any type of business, there's going to be things that pop up that you mm. may find challenging, and, and really, it comes back to the the idea of going, okay, am I prepared to just you know be able to follow this thing through, follow a methodology or a system? a process that enables me to get x y or z result on the back end and you and you've got to be prepared to invest you know like the reality is is that you know what's natural for us now took a lot of years uh getting coaching mentoring studying correct you know investing in these things because if you know there's an area of your business that is not going as good as you could yeah well first thing let's stop running the 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 stories the you know the limiting (laughs) beliefs the bullshit stories that just stop us from even going that path let's get honest with it uh, maybe just the honesty is just going, oh, I just don't enjoy selling. Mm-hmm. That'll set you free because then you can go, well, what do I want to do with that? Do mm-hmm. I want to just keep saying that, running with that? Or would I rather go, right, well, I want to get very comfortable with it. I want to enjoy it because I know that it's going to help people. It's going to help the business. It's going to do all the things that I imagine will happen if I get a result in that area. And then set to work about it. You know, mm-hmm. No good doing all of, all of our education to help people and technically getting them in shape if you're unable then to attract these people in and then also provide them a solution and get them on board there's no point you'll be the best kept secret and i'm sure that's you know why we didn't we didn't set out the business to be the best kept secret that's right yeah. we set out because we love what we do and we want to do it well and we want to help a lot of people without the stress of going oh i hope the business survives this year yeah fuck that <laughs> so over to you gang as we wrap up we hope uh, that you you were able to pull something from this episode today and we entrust that for, from your perspective you, you you can take some of these insights and start to put some of this stuff into practice in your business yeah. and please always know that our door's wide open if you do need some assistance in this area we're here for you so thanks for joining us we're signing off that's it for me yeah yay thank you very much bye-bye ciao